It's God's grace that saves a sinner, and it's grace that helps him grow. Often in Scripture, we find the topic of money and possessions. Jesus said that where our treasure is, there will our heart be also. God desires for us, His children, to be wise stewards of all that He has entrusted in our care. Let's listen in as we learn biblical sound financial principles from God's Word. Here is Pastor Wilkerson. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Grace to Grow podcast. Really humbled that uh, folks will be listening, and I appreciate this. I pray that it will be used to the Lord to help you in some way, grow in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're talking about financial principles, and I've given a little bit of a um, overview of, of a foundational introductory thoughts. So we've talked a little bit about God is the source, and giving is a must, and we're talking about the concept of tithing. And of course, many folks can uh, be of help in this way. I've personally been helped by an explanation in Randy Alcorn's book called Money, Possessions, and Eternity. And if you are looking for some very biblical-based things, I think you might find it there. I can't endorse everything that I see there. And of course, I wish that he used the King James Version of the Bible. But I would say his concepts are very biblical in nature. I think you could find them to be a great help to you if you're looking for a resource. But tithing, uh, what is the rate of the tithe? Is 10%. The nature is the first fruits. What is the responsibility with the tithe that we give to the Lord? Number one, I, I feel like we need to assess what he's given us. What did God give me last week? Number two, bring the tenth or the tithe to the house of God. Number three, commit it to the Lord. The third thought is the reason for the tithe. What is the reason for the tithe? Number one, the reason for the tithe is to care for God's work and his workers, to facilitate his work and workers. Uh, uh, a gallon of diesel fuel is possible because someone tithed. Um, insurance on the bus because someone tithed. Um, an auditorium construction because someone tithed. Uh, tracks to be distributed because someone tithes. A pastor has what he needs to do what he needs to do because someone tithes. Listen, that's just a biblical principle. And it cares for God's work and his workers. See, for people to hear the gospel, we need men and women willing to take the gospel. Number two, we need materials for people to facilitate the gospel. And we need media. But all of those are ran and financed by money. And tithing is God's way. And we see that throughout the scriptures with the Levites in the Old Testament. And Apostle Paul telling those who preach the gospel ought to live of the gospel. They ought to be financed by the, those of us who receive spiritual truth to communicate or give back to those in all good things. Uh, the Apostle Paul uses Philippians chapter 4 as a thank you note to those in the Philippi who sent Epaphroditus with the gift that he came again and provided for him materially so that the fruit would be abound to their account, so that they would have the things they would need to do what God wants them to do. They are full, so that God would be glorified in a giving church, and so that they would have their needs met. My God shall supply all your needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We see it all through the scriptures. I don't think it's deniable. However, I would say that the real reason for the tithe, I think, is so that we would learn the fear of the Lord. 
we would learn what it means to recognize God. In Deuteronomy 14, 22 and 23 is an admonition God gave his people uh, in the scriptures to make sure that you tie, make sure that you give to the Lord and uh, you honor him so that you will learn to fear the Lord your God always. I find in Deuteronomy 17 and 31, it says when someone hears God, they do that. Here's God's word. They learn the fear of the Lord. The second thing they learn the fear of the Lord is when they return God's tithe. I believe in this very strongly because I think one of the most important things that anyone needs is to know that God's presence is on their life and around them. And that's what the fear of the Lord is. Lots of benefits come when we fear the Lord. Let me just give you a few of them and things I think that I want. Number one, I want to have knowledge. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, Proverbs 1, 7. Number two, wisdom. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom, Proverbs 9, 10, and Psalm 111, verse number 20, tells us that it's the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom. Knowledge is knowing information. Wisdom is knowing how to use what you know. That comes when we fear the Lord. Um, it's by the fear of the Lord that men depart from evil, Proverbs 8, 13, and 16, 6. It's by the fear of the Lord we have strong confidence. He says that it's the fear of the Lord that brings a man strong confidence. Confidence does not come because of who we are, but who we know is with us. And I believe that when you're exposed and have a real relationship with the Bible and hear God's word taught and preached, it turns on the fear of the Lord. That's how people get saved. That's how I got saved. I never seen Jesus, heaven or hell. But you know why I believed him and I got on my knees and asked him to save me and talk to him? is because someone heard me the word of God and made God real to me. As a child of God, I need a, need a continual relationship with the Bible and I need to return God's tithe because it teaches me the fear of the Lord. With the fear of the Lord comes strong confidence. Uh, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the fountain of life. It's something that keeps you on top side. Whenever you have a fountain bubbles, it comes up, it flows. Uh, many Christians are just really a stagnant uh, swamp when they could be a fountain. But tithing and the fear of the Lord, I think, helps us have that. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. You know, if you're going and hear a secret, you got to be close to the person. And the, the Proverbs, excuse me, Psalms 25, verse 14, said the secret of the Lord is with those that fear him. God directs their way. This is a classic verse, and for some of you, it might be your life verse. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Trust the Lord with all thine heart. Acknowledge him. That's what fear of the Lord means. I'm acknowledging he's with me. And that comes when we learn to tithe. We have a blessed family. The Bible says that blessed is the man who fears the Lord, and his family is blessed after him. In Psalms 128, verse number 4, honor comes with fear of the Lord. Now, protection comes with fear of the Lord. We attract God's pleasures when we learn to fear him. Uh, our needs are met when we learn to fear him. He protects me from evil that I may uh, have from others when I learn to fear the Lord. Listen, friend, I don't know about you, but if you can only, if there was, if you knew the secret to the fear of the Lord and one of those ways is hearing God's word and the other one was turning God's tide, I don't know about you, but I don't want to live life without the acknowledgement of God's presence in my life. So I would encourage you to realize the reason for the tithe 
is not only to care for God's work and his workers. That's a practical reason. If everybody tied, the work of God would have what it needs and the workers of God would have what they need. I would encourage you to do that. But I think also the benefit is really personal and intrinsic. It teaches me to fear the Lord. The last reason for the tithe after the rape and the responsibility and the reason for that would be for the rewards. God rewards those who honor him. I think we see this in many ways. I, I love the fear of the Lord. But in Malachi, he said, if you'll do this, I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you'll not have room enough to receive. I believe God will honor you. He'll bless you. And he'll open the windows of heaven. Number two, I believe that he says, I'm going to rebuke the devourer for your sake. I'm going to retard and slow down the process of your things being uh, deteriorated. I think your tires could last longer in your car. I think your refrigerator can go longer than it normally would. I think that your clothes will wear better. I think there's a lot of things that you can argue if you want to, but I think that's what God's telling us. That he says, I'm going to slow down the process. I'm not going to take away the process of entropy or the second law of thermodynamics. I'm going to tell you that I can slow that thing down for you who are givers. He says, I'll protect the fruit of your ground. And I, I think that has to do, the ground oftentimes is a representative of our heart. If you live long enough in this world, you're going to have times where your heart's going to be severely bruised and attacked. He says, I'm going to protect your heart when bad things happen to you. And then your vine will not cast forth her fruit before it's time. You're going to have what you need when you need it. Malachi chapter 3, uh, verses 6 through 10. I want to encourage you to make sure you're committed to learning to return the tithe back to the Lord. On our next podcast, we'll talk a little bit more about two other principles regarding giving. Giving is a must. God is the source. Giving is a must. I think two fantastic principles that we need to apply to our financial management and perspectives. God bless you. Have a wonderful week in Jesus. Our desire is that these biblical financial principles will help you in your journey of stewardship. God has promised to supply all our needs if we seek His kingdom first. We hope that this series will be a blessing as you strive to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.